It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, it's always my buddy, my coach, my pal, the man of the plan, the one and only, the one and only John Malika. And with us, as always, back, back from his weekend extravaganza at his cousin's wedding, our video producer, Greg. He is with us as well today. Gentlemen, we're going to preview the Jets versus the Bengals. But before we get into all that, if you're watching this video right now, if you listen to us on any audio listening platform, make sure to subscribe, guys. All right. Hit the like button, leave a comment, give us that five star rating. You know the drill. Greg, man, you were out last time. Uh, John and I recapped. Uh, John dressed for the, for the, for the, <laughs> yeah, he did. for the rapid reaction. He was dressed to impress, man. He yep. wore the brown tie to show how bad the Browns were. He had the whole, he had the, he had the Jets. Yeah, I was man. thinking he was about thinking them about that wedding I, I was at. He gave, well, he had to attend, he, since he did attend a wedding, he probably was at a church and he was probably said a prayer for them and the fan base for just how down bad they were because they got pulverized in the last 95 seconds by the New York Jets. So you know what it is. But Greg, what'd you think about that game before we get into it, man? Let's hear your takes. You know, I've had a couple of days to cool off because I was hot. I was excited. I was ready to go. I was ready to run through a wall. Um, now that I've had some time to, <laughs> Cool off and digest and Kool-Aid watch. man, run through the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> and watch Garrett Wilson's touchdowns like conservatively a hundred times on Twitter and Instagram or whatever it was. That release in the end zone on his first touchdown was incredible. The second touchdown over the middle too. The way, dude, he, he's good. The way he got behind that defender, found separation before the next defender, just had a great window for Joe Flacco who saw it all the way. Hit him over the middle. It was incredible. Um, so excited. I mean, my my take on the whole thing was we were in a position to win a crazy game, and we did it. We didn't give up. It's something I've been saying about the Mets all season. They fight, they fight, they fight, and I love seeing that with the Jets, man. We were. Some people said we were out of it. It didn't seem like the Jets thought we were out of it. Garrett Wilson celebrated on the sideline. We got that onside uh, kick. Didn't seem like that he thought we were out of it. So just to the fight to the end, and again, being in position, we, we went toe-to-toe with Cleveland Browns in the first half. We kept it close in the second half. They got a little bit away from us, but not enough for Joe Flacco and these Jets. I mean, well, we, what a 180 on the offense from last from last week to this week. They seemed like Michael Floor in this offense kind of figured out a few things, who to get the ball to, who to get the ball to in space. And it was boy. a great, great win for us. And hopefully we can parlay it into this week when we take on Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, your boy Gary Wilson finally getting into the mix, man. Dude, he looked good week one. And like I, I said it in that recap, we have to get Gary Wilson the ball more. We got him the ball more. Corey Davis came through clutch and didn't drop a ball and scored a nice touchdown. That was Garrett nice Bass to see. Gary Wilson dropped a bad third down. I feel like everyone has to have one. Yeah. Con- I mean, con- I mean, that's just just Insert Tyler Conklin. He can do that for your uh, any given well, day. Well, Tyler Conklin's getting me the fumble, but Max Mitchell, my boy, picks it up every time. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine, dude. But like yeah, a mother picking up Legos, man. Like a mother picking up Legos. <laughs> yeah. Both yeah, times, so, same exact thing happened. 
Yeah, and you know, like you said, the bad, there's going to be bad plays. I thought the offensive line was much improved. Lincoln Tomlinson, I think, had a very bad week one. I think he bounced back nicely. I think we did a pretty good job when we decided to block Gar- uh, Miles Garrett because there was that one play where we didn't block him. There's another play with Jadavian <laughs> Clowney got a got a you know a strip on us, but we at least blocked him. I mean. Uh, I think the offensive line is playing well. I'm very impressed with Max Mitchell. Speaking of Max Mitchell, I think he's doing well for fourth round pick, you know, anchoring the right side for us. AVT playing with the best guard in the league. He's AVT, back. the PFF numbers are through the roof for him. Same with Joe Flacco, which I don't know how much more we can really expect from him. I mean, I think he's he playing out of everything. His mind. He, he gave it everything he had that Dude, game, man. Like, I mean, they're they're a little inflated, I think, from that from the last uh, ninety five seconds. But let me ask yeah. you bef- before we move on from this game. I mean, we, I mean, Jets fans are are hyped to talk about it. We're hyped to talk about it. It was a great game. I could talk about that game until the day I die, literally. Yeah. Uh, but but let me just ask you a, a logistical question here. As we're sitting here on Thursday night, uh, Steelers are up fourteen thirteen. We're versing the Steelers in two weeks. A look ahead. We just played the Browns. It's the whole damn division here. <laughs> so yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm so familiar with them. So, you know, we're watching. Let me ask you a quick question about Nick Chubb scoring. You mentioned that you said no, uh, nobody thought that the Jets were out on the sidelines, specifically Miles Austin, the wide receiver coach, where as soon as Nick Chubb scored, said out loud, like, now we have a chance. Yeah. Uh, Flacco said the same thing. So my question to you is Nick Chubb. Did he do the wrong thing by scoring the touchdown? I understand in retrospect, Monday, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback, obviously it would have been great if he just fell down and, you know, the game would have been over, especially because they lost. Yeah. But also rewatching that DJ Reed. <laughs> I mean, nobody told DJ Reed that he, that he was he, trying to tackle him. Dude, you try to tackle him. DJ Reed, not only did he try, he was, uh, he was so down himself. You could see uh, on the camera because on all 22, you could watch him the whole time. Yeah. Bro, he was beating himself up. People were like consoling him <laughs> for, miss- for missing that tackle. The game was over. It was two touchdowns. Yeah. Everyone's a genius when the clock strikes zero. When you're in live fire and you're in the game, the point of the game is to score more points to the other team. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, a mathematician. <laughs> I'm not a really sophisticated guy. Kind of simple. <laughs> You know, what are we doing here? I get technically Chubb, if he goes down, we lose the game, blah, blah, blah. The point of the game is to score more points. So if you have an opportunity to score more points, you score more points. Don't give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Like, I I don't know. If he gives the ball to the running back, he's gonna, he's gonna keep running until someone brings him down. To me, there's so many things. First of all, if, if they kick the extra point, we're not talking about it. If Amari Cooper, who's their number one wide receiver, we could have for gone two. for two, that's true. But if Mari Cooper is their best wide receiver, doesn't get out-hustled by Willie Parks on an onside kick <laughs> by man who we were calling for his job last week, <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then we're not talking about it. If someone decided to cover Garrett Wilson, we're not talking about it. There's so many things that went right. If Ashton Davis doesn't get the interception on his only play of the game, and they get a completion there and they kick a field goal. We're not talking about it. Like there's so many things that had to go right for everyone in hindsight to be like, Oh, Nick Chubb should have went down. Like six <laughs> crazy things happened. It was the best comeback I've ever seen in my lifetime as a Jets fan. You know, I don't think you can blame anyone for that besides 
the Cleveland defense. I mean, if you don't, if you don't just let Corey Davis walk in for a 64 yard touchdown, we're not talking about it. Like there's so many things <laughs> no, that happened. That play was beautiful, especially on uh, next gen stats. And you, when they like showed with the line squiggle and how he just like broke the defense. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, be- that was, that was literally beautiful because they were just sleeping and the Jets honestly played to the last whistle, which I mean, what more can you ask for? But there was definitely a lot of luck involved. Of course. Joe Flacco has thrown an insane amount of pass attempts, dude. An insane amount of pass attempts, which leads him to not only third on PFF, but third in passing yard, passing yard just in the league, right? Yeah. So he, I got, I did, I did, uh, I got all the stats right here. So Joe Flacco right now is third in in the league right now. Joe Flacco (laughs) is currently third in passing Uh, yards in the year twenty two of our Lord. The year 2022 and the year our Lord and Savior. He's third in passing yards. First in passing attempts with 103. The next closest guy is Joe Burrow. And that's a 14, that's 14 passing attempt difference. 14. You also got a third in first downs and third in the longest pass right currently in the NFL. That is Joe Flacco for you in the year 2022 through two games so far. Joe Flacco has been. I guess you can say holding it down since we're one and one, you know, last the week before he was okay. Didn't really get help from the offensive line this week. He did get help from the offensive line, got help from his receivers. As John pointed out in the last episode, you're not getting our, uh, you know, uh, our, our, our wide receivers our running backs just dropping the ball at crucial moments, even though you still have Tyra Conklin dropping the and fumbling, uh, but <laughs> we're, we're dropping in crucial moments. But for, for, I mean, at least last, it's reduced. at the end of last week, we came, we came through clutch. That's that. That's all I'll say. I mean, we still had, we still had a third down drop. We still had another fumble. We, we still had Tyler Johnson, you know, dropping that pass, which ended up was good for us, right? Like Tyler Conklin dropping a pass and, and Tyler Johnson dropping a, dropping a pass when I, uh, Ty, not Tyler. Um, when I, when I went back and, uh, we watched it, that helped us. You stop the clock. It would have been like f- four or five yard plays wouldn't have helped us. So again, hindsight, fantastic for us. But my, my favorite thing about the win last week or, Besides the craziness of it and why it is my favorite comeback is I'm sure people are screaming already. Oh, you know, the Monday night miracle and naming other Jets comebacks, which, you know, aren't really that many. Everybody was, everybody was involved. Everybody. Yeah. Flacco, the quarterback, Flacco, the wide receivers in Corey Davis and uh, Wilson and Brees Hall. We didn't even mention him. Brees Hall is back, dude. He's, he, I mean, he is, he, he's on the map. Carter had a good game too. Obviously special teams got in there. And if, I don't know. I mean, the, the defense, the secondary is so bad. So maybe, maybe they didn't help much, but I guess by not tackling him, by, you know, like I get if we have, it has to be another side, right? Like we can't just keep blaming one. If you keep blaming one side, it has to be an opposite reaction. And so I'm here to say I'm hyped about Joe Flacco and what he's able to do. We were all ready to cut him for Mike White after a half. And he's turning out to be pretty good. So maybe we should have some patience. Everyone should chill out a little bit. We're Jets fans, man. Come on. Because, well, because, because here's the thing out. The reason I'm saying that is already the arguments are coming up. What if, you know, Zach Wilson, who 
you know, is starting to practice more and more. You know, next week is is the target week versus Steelers. They don't have TJ Watt anymore, so it's not scary. You know, big bet. You know, the big bad best player or top three defensive player in the league. You know, we're not going to blame the Jets for putting Zach Wilson up against that. Like the 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 talk is already coming, man. Should we bring Wilson in? Should we should we leave Flacco in? We're just so short sighted sometimes, right? We were going to cut Flacco to, like last week. Now we want to you know leave Wilson on the bench. You know, next week it's going to be we have to start Mike White. <laughs> you know, it's just like I just want to just chill out. I, I like where we're going. I like the continuity. And to be honest with you, I like our chances versus the the, the zero and two Bengals. Yeah, I mean, look, I get why you're saying Jets fans need to, to to pump the brakes. I agree, but let's also understand where we are right now. We are in we're in another rebuild. All right, we had the same Donald rebuild, didn't really go anywhere. The best we got was seven to nine. Now we're on to another rebuild with Zach Wilson, with Joe Douglas, Robert Sala. We we gave last year as a pass, but we still need to see some wins, right? And I get it, I get it. Now we got the win. We're, we in September, by the way, we got the win in September. So now we can ease Finally. off a little bit. We can ease off the, slightly, slightly. We can one. ease off the brakes. Yeah, no, I, we want more, man. We want more wins. And I get, the, I get the frustration. I get wanting to see change when you, especially when it comes to the quarterbacks, the easiest position to ask for change. We've seen it so many times, whether it was un, with Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith. We had Greg McElroy. People were qu- calling for Greg McElroy. Remember those days? Remember those days when people were oh, like, yeah. yo, Greg McElroy, he went to Alabama. Those Joe Namath went days. to Alabama. He has the highest score on the Wonderlick. He could take, he could take us all the way. Come on. So we, we've been there, man. We know what it is, but I agree. Got to chill out. Let Flacco do his thing. The question is now, do we let Flacco say if Flacco wins this week? Jets are two and one. Yeah. Uh, do we go into this next is a week? Ridiculous question, huh? bro. This is insane. I agree, but this is what people are asking. You know, this is what but people are asking. I don't know if it's That's a ridiculous I question. I don't know if it's a ridiculous question, John, because I agree with you. It's a ridiculous question, but I don't know which way you're about to answer. Like. I don't know. Like, I think it's ridiculous to ask because I think you have to go with Zach Wilson. Yes. But okay. Okay. But I was, but because I wasn't sure how you guys felt, I don't think it's that crazy of a question. I I do because if Zach Wilson is healthy and you're starting Joe Flacco, it's not a best man type deal. Like Zach Wilson, forget the future. He's better than Joe Flacco right now. (laughs) Like right now. Is he though? Yes, yes. Okay. Zach Wilson is better than Joe Flacco right now. Don't like I don't tell me oh the fighting for the future and all this nonsense. I'm telling you today, the year 2022, where Joe Flacco, you just read all those stats, Alex. Zach Wilson's better. So maybe just the New York Jets are good. I know that's a crazy thought. I'm I'm just I think the team is just good. Like when the offensive line breaks down, Joe Flacco stinks. When the offensive line does good, players catch. We got a crazy onside kick. Braden Mann gets a fourth down, uh, 17 yard throw to Jeff Smith. Things start to look good. You know what I mean? If we lost that game like we should have, guys, like the game should have been, I mean, at most we should have covered, right? Like at best with all of the luck, we should have covered, right? Six and a half. We, we, we at least don't get the onside kick at the end there, right? Everything goes right. So that we're going to be sitting here like, yo, dude, 
This game is just inflated by the 66-yard throw. Corey Davis is the king of garbage time stats. Joe Flacco stinks. We need Zach Wilson back because we're about to be 1-3 and three, uh, going into the Steelers game because the Bengals are going to kill us next week. That's exactly what we'd be thinking. But we're just hyped about the literally 95 seconds and no timeouts. And so we, we had this positive outlook. I think sometimes we have to look beyond the wins and loss. And it's finally nice to be on the win side and say that because we were <laughs> on the loss side and we're like, oh, you know, it's not all about the wins and loss. <laughs> but, but like we won and I, it's really not about the wins and loss. I, I think we're an actually good team. We're getting better. Where we're not good is again, our safeties. I'm going to, I'm going to say this the day I die. I feel like our safeties stink and we cannot guard a running back or a tight end. It's actually becoming disgusting. The, every single red zone play, Greg, they're just literally pulling them out and getting the, the either Joiner, they're getting Jacob Martin, they're getting Quincy Williams, and they're, and they're getting positive plays. It, it's really frustrating. But other than that, I do think we're a good team. I, I, I think they're improving a little bit. They improved a little bit in week one besides Amari Cooper. Your boy, AG, gave up a TD technically. And he also took yeah, one away. Rookie play, though. Peoples Jones. Yeah, it was. I, I'm glad they're all in agreement about about Wilson. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's. I think it was just John. You gave an excellent point on just Zach Wilson being better and why you got to move with them and like the whole analysis on like what you see on the on field product. But the reality is too that Zach Wilson is the future, and it just needs to be said that we're trying to evaluate what we have here in the second overall pick from last year's draft. Like if he if he's healthy. You have to see what he can offer this I, team. I, I, Alex, I don't but, care about that. I want to win games. I want I want to be – like Greg said, I want to have more points than the other team at the end of the game. I don't care about the future right now. It's too but early. No, but you see – no, you see – no, 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 no. I just Mitch Trubisky no. next week. After, I, after, see, I, I just – We have a chance to be uh, like above 500 and going, looking in October. I mean – I need to win games. I'm not here to evaluate. I know you're in Knicks mode. I know you got the Knicks hat on. Play the kids, but like, I just want to win games. If 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 Joe Flacco is truly better than Zach Wilson right now, I mean, God help us. But play Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? If it, if it, if he was Malik Willis, if 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 we had Malik Willis on this team, not Zach Wilson, I would be I would be wearing a number 19 jersey right now on this podcast. Am I even joking? I would literally be wearing a Joe Flacco. I would be crying if, if anyone said we have to play Malik Willis because look for the future. You know what I mean? I want to play Zach Wilson because he's better right now. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I can't subscribe to that. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where we disagree. I just, because I don't, here, I because here, because if someone's asking for Malik Willis, I'd be like, yo, he's a third round pick, not a first round second overall pick. If you're picking someone the second overall pick, that means he's good. That means he's a franchise-altering player. He should be starting, okay? This isn't like, oh, well, Malik Willis is third-round pick. You know, it's not like, okay, we have a – it's not like Russell Wilson when he was on the Seattle Seahawks, right, and and fighting for a spot and won the spot. This, this If that's what Malik Willis is on this team and he did that, cool. Or if you're saying, hey, he needs time to develop because he's just not ready, cool. But it's Zach Wilson. You wasted a second overall pick, so I can't subscribe to that. The value of the draft pick, as we always came on the show, as we always talk about on the show, matters. If Zach Wilson was drafted in the third round, I'd be like, I don't care that. I, I, we can wait. We have time. His contract doesn't really matter. But a second overall pick, you know how much that contract's worth. You know you got to make a determination next at some point. 
So yes, if he's healthy, he's playing. He, we're talking about a rebuild here. We're not a competing a team for the playoffs. No, stop. No, stop. Full stop. Period. I disagree with that, especially with that last. Okay. We 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 are we are in the hunt, bro. We're getting we if we win a couple of these games, we're in the hunt. A lot of these AFC teams, you can see what happens from week to week. Justin Herbert, he's back practicing this week. Who knows if he has ribs? Joe Burrow, he's about to be zero and three. Like, who knows? Steelers don't have a quarterback. I Fine. mean, they're still they still evaluating him. their division. Fine, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, agree, yeah. I'll, agree, I'll agree with you that I'll even give you that. Fine, we could compete for the playoffs. You still need to evaluate what you can do. I have a question. He's a second overall. Let me ask you a question, so we can move on to the Cincinnati game. Let me ask you a question: Is Zach Wilson better than Joe Flacco today? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's the answer. Greg, do you disagree? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's why you have to play Zach Wilson. I think there's a legit shot you trot Zach Wilson out there against the Steelers and he throws three picks and no touchdowns. I mean, that is very likely. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's very likely, but I think from a ta- three from talent Three picks and no touchdowns. Joe Flacco has one interception on the season, and <laughs> yeah, it's I, because his tight end, his tight end cager fell down. <laughs> He's protecting think, the ball. He's getting it done, man. I think... What, what was what was it? Um, like, I I think from a from like an overall talent standpoint, like arm strength, mobility, all of that, Zach Wilson clears, and that's why I want him starting because he has all those things. But it also comes back down to the evaluation. How do you not want to see what Zach Wilson can do? No, like I get, I get, I get, I get. Okay, that, I, that's the secondary still the point. though. That's secondary though. That's all I'm saying. I I, I just I I just wanted I just whoever I think is better, I want him to play. That that that's all I'm saying. All right. My whole thing, though, John, is if you put Zach Wilson in and he does stink, you can't then bench him because Joe Flacco is better. Once you go with Zach Wilson, you have to play Zach Wilson. You well, you're going to give him a couple of weeks. Like if he's bad, if he's bad, if he th- well, if, listen, if he throws three picks in the first half, we might I, I, you, could, you might put Flacco in the second half. No, and joke. just say like he's he's actually hurt. Yeah, be like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. ready. Yeah, he needs, yeah, he needs, we thought he was ready, weeks. but he's not. Yeah. yeah. But if, if he just like comes out like has a decent game, but he plays bad, he'd be like, all right, dude, it's his first game. Get you know, the Brandon Man treatment. Four weeks. Brandon Man treatment. What does that mean? Uh, he had a bad he game. Has, has a bad game. Is that yeah, 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 yeah. Comes back after one week. You know what I'm saying? He'll be fine. I'm if he's bad for a couple of games in a row here. Uh yeah, if he's bad for like the next four games, yeah, you we're, we might switch back to Flacco. That's all. I think that's tough on him. What do you? I just don't think that's the case. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, we're, th- we're speaking in crazy hypotheticals. Well, it's not hypothetical. Corey Davis Jets being on the trading box. <laughs> that's another hypothetical. You want to keep doing my hypotheticals? Let's talk about more hypotheticals. Corey Davis, uh, who ended up on the injury report this week, which wow, shocked about that. Apparently, Rich Rich Semenu has been covering the New York Jets since before they were the New York Jets. Like, uh, and likes to stir the pot. Honestly. Before the inception, of even the New York Titans. Dude. I heard that man was watching football when there were weather hats. <laughs> he, him, him, and him and Mark Berman uh, from the Post on the Knicks side. They, I feel like they have the same role, and he he, he gets he gets into it, man. He. he he has Corey Davis on the training block right now. He says the NFC team is interested in him. Sounds good. I mean, I, I don't see the Jets trading Corey Davis right now. However, your boy, Elijah Moore, Greg's boy, Carol Wilson, my boy, Braxton Berrios, I guess. 
but obviously that's that's more in jest. Let's just let's just take his word for it. Do you guys think this? And let's not forget about Denzel Mims, right? The backup number one, of course. Do you yeah. guys think that this team would be? Let's just do like minus one, zero, plus one, that scale. If they, or if you want to, you know, keep going in numbers, I guess, but let's just leave it at that. Of what happens if we trade Corey Davis for, let's say, a fourth round pick? Why are we even doing that? <laughs> okay. So I, you're saying, are you saying minus or you're saying zero? Like we gain nothing? I'd put it at zero. Like I would still want Corey Davis because, John, you just talked about competing. You have three legitimate wide receivers, so why give up a legitimate wide receiver and ruin exactly. your chances of competing? Why are we even doing this? Makes no sense. Greg? Yeah, I think that depth is key, and if we were to trade He's Corey Davis... number one wide receiver. What depth? <laughs> we're not going to trade depth. We're trading our, our starter. Well, if you just if you trade him and then Garrett Wilson gets hurt, it's like, all right, now we're trotting out Mims and Smith all of a sudden. It's exactly. Like, oh, like, what are we <laughs> exactly. doing it's for a fourth-round pick? I think that if it's a higher pick, if it's a third-round pick, maybe to a competing team out in the West, like once it, once it starts shaking out and all of a sudden the Rams, who love to trade their picks, all of a sudden are like, hey, we got a legit shot at competing again, or San Francisco or one of these – NFC teams that's going to be good. The, the Tampa Bay Bucks, who don't have any wide receivers, even though John made me draft Julio Jones in our fantasy combined team. <laughs> um, you know, Sorry, this week, baby. Yeah. yeah. So, the, you know, the, some of these teams that have a shot at a Super Bowl could use someone and therefore the capital might go up. I think it makes sense from our perspective because I think we're set with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson for a while. Saves us thirteen, fourteen million dollars in cap next year. I think he's like a six hundred thousand or seven hundred thousand dead cap hit, which is no, we, very we, low. No, not for next next year. He's going to be on the team. I think we're going to come after next year, right? Or is it this year? If we were to trade him this year, oh yes, if we were to trade him, yes. yeah, if we were to trade him, and if we get like I said, a second or third overall or a second or third round pick, I think that's not that crazy for an aging wide receiver who's never lived up to his draft capital where he was taken. But again, that's so far down the road. Trade deadlines in November. Right now, I'm not worried about it. I think when you report stuff like this, like Rich Samini with his position, I think you're just hurting the team. Us talking about it on our podcast, I don't think this is going to make it to uh, Corey Davis's desk. I hope it does. But if, but I'm not too worried about us talking about it. When you're Rich Samini or one of these reporters and you're just spouting out stuff, I think that's just, you're not helping the team, dude. I don't know what yeah, you're doing. It's nonsense. He's, he's our number one wide receiver. He's obviously a veteran in the locker room. We need Corey Davis. Literally, Denzel Mims is going to be our, our Dude, outside wide receiver. literally had the touchdown that helped us put us back <laughs> in this <laughs> game. Six what are we even talking about, man? Like, what are we talking about, dude? Wait, Crazy. I get, I, get, I, get, I, get, I get the frustration with Corey Davis, too, because you know he, he's either injured, he gives you some like wet-down drops, I get that, but still, dude has talent. We could talk, we can look at last year towards the Titans game. All right. Pretty sure he was in it, helped us in it for the Bengals. Like, dude can ball. Like, when he's on, he's on. And he helped us against the Browns. But he's still a talent. The more talent you have, the better. Listen, dude, Rich to me does not know how to act. Uh, and be- because he's been following the Jets for so long. And he, for the, well, there's been one game. And he saw Garrett Wilson, and he knows what we have in Elijah Moore. And he's like, oh, 
the Jets can trade now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, someone called. Like, so the Jets now have really good weapons. They can let go of somebody like Corey Davis. Like, we just don't know how to act right now. Just take it easy. Of course, other teams want, want one of our players. They're good. Let's just move on. I, 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 I'm, it, listen, if we suck, if we, if we're not even in the hunt by the trade deadline, trade Corey Davis. That'd be fantastic. I would yep. love that. Play the kids. Let's see what we got. We'll, 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 we'll run it. But for now, if someone calls me about Corey Davis, unless you're sending me back some, like, uh, unless like it's for Jesse Bates, right? Like, unless like now we're talking, like, all right, trade Corey Davis. We have some depth there. No problem. Give me a free safety because we stink at free safety and Jesse Bates needs to be signed next year. I'll do that. Yeah. I'm not doing it for nothing. Let's get into this Bengals game, man. Let's Jets, do it, man. Bengals. It is crispy weather. You know, you know what I mean? It is the most football weather of all time right now. Sunday's gonna be beautiful. I'm pretty sure I have to go. I I must be at my life. Uh, everybody was talking about how we we wanted the Bengals to win last week, including me, which I thought was really weird slash funny slash interesting, I guess. This week, for the first time in my life, I heard reporters asking players and coaches about that fact. Are you upset about the Bengals winning because now they're 0-2 coming hungry? I I thought that was just like a gambling thing. I thought that was like a Joe Schmo, like, you know, like side talk conversation. But like, apparently that's a real thing. Everybody gave a good answer from the Jets. So I'm thankful for that. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. We're just looking at our side. Of course, you know, they're good. We're looking at them like the AFC, you know, championship team, yada, yada, yada. The line is Jets plus six at home. Okay. So (laughs) Vegas also thinks that. The Bengals 0-2 is, is, is an issue, and they're desperate for a win. Of course, we've said it a hundred times. It's the revenge game for the Bengals as an organization because we killed them last year with Mike White. But it's also a revenge game for individual players. We got Carl Lawson. Um, there's somebody else slipping my mind. But we got Carl Lawson uh, with the revenge game. What do you guys think? This is going to be tough, man. I'm not. Oh, CJ you know, Ozama. CJ yeah, Ozama. Right. Yeah, that's right. He's um, also, he's, he's also, uh, he practiced. So he's back and practicing. So he, I think he's going to, I think he's motivated to play. I think he probably had a, a, a look ahead last week too. <laughs> he knows what I, the Browns are about. He got injured late with his hamstring. He's probably, I need to play for the Bengals. I need to play against the Bengals. I'm. Concerned <laughs> about this game because I do think there is a legitimate aspect where the Bengals do need to win. They do have good talent. I mean, you talk about T. Higgins, you talk about Joe Burrow, uh, you got Joe Mixon, you got Jamar Chase. They got talent, man. They got talent on that team. Uh, I know they're hurting. Um, remind me, the offensive line is, is hurt, right? On the same, pretty sure the offensive line or is it the defensive line that's, that's, uh, that's, for the Bengals? Yeah, for the Bengals. They have Lyle Collins is out or with our yeah. DNP in practice. I don't, yeah. I was looking that up right now as we were talking. So, 
Yeah. So the I think the, I, I would I would say just I think this is going to be much closer than the, what the line thinks. I don't think it's, I think I, I know I said the Jets were going to beat the Browns last week. I actually do think the Jets have a solid chance of beating the Bengals this week. I do think the Jets could go on a two two game winning streak right now against the Bengals. I, it's just going to it's it'll be an uphill battle though. This will be a, this will be a close one. It's not going to be a, a blowout. So not only has their offensive line been so bad, the fact that Lyle Collins is out, guys, is the right tackle is insanely huge. I I I can't tell you how huge that is. It's literally the Jets' strength versus the Bengals' weakness, and they're only getting weaker. And if you don't think MetLife is going to be rocking after that win versus the Browns, we're <laughs> coming back home here, and. There's confidence with this team that we could beat the Bengals. I don't care what anybody says because of last year. We beat the AFC Championship team. It's it's almost like a, a, a Jaguars-Colt situation. Like, mm. we beat them last year. I know it's not as consistent. We're going to beat them on Sunday. I think Carl Lawson's finally going to have a big game. I think Brees Hall is going to have a great game. Mm. And, and honestly... I don't. I'll say we win by a touchdown. Like I, I, I am going to alternate mm. line take this game. Jets mm. minus six and a half. Mm. Am I crazy, Greg? But uh, I'll tell you. Yes. I mean, we're talking about betting a little bit. But forty-five and a half. I love the over. Both defenses. They are, especially the secondaries, bad. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at. We were get, prepping a little bit. Jets. Uh, Alex, you talked about it, like 103 attempts right now in the season. Bengals second in the league in 89 attempts. Exactly. Going down the line, you're looking at, you know, same amount of yards per attempt, and you know, similar everything. You know, Flacco's got five. Joe's only got three. What stands out to me is the interceptions. Joe Flacco has one again because someone fell down on him. Joe Burrow has four. I think he had five turnovers in one game. Um, it's the offensive line, but it's also Joe Burrow. He had an, you know, an appendix procedure before the season. He was not able to, um, participate in the preseason kind of stuff. And John, we talked about that on the gambling stuff as a reminder for next year. I need all everyone out there to tweet me next year when week one happens. Winning P weekly, winning P weekly on Twitter, bet against teams that don't play starters in the preseason because in week one, they were slow. They were out of rhythm. They did not cover against the spread. So <laughs> I think Joe Burrow's kind of going through that. And that co- also. I know it was yeah, close. That- the, and it was, you know, special teams got in the way there. So, I mean, they have a chance to win. They both. didn't have their – I mean, Bengals didn't have their long snapper. So, they. I mean, you just saw when they played the Steelers, their snaps were just so high that, you know, the placeholder yeah. just couldn't spin the, the ball around to put the laces out. So you had – they should have won that game. They legitimately should have won that game. The Dallas game, though, they got whooped. <laughs> they got beat. I don't know, though, man. They lost both games by a field goal. Like, yeah, they could have won either one. Yeah, I think they were kind of in both of them. I, th- I think it was surprising that they were not just winning. They had no chance at the spread. Against Dallas, yeah. They got killed <laughs> on the spread for sure. 
they had no chance of covering that. But, dude, a couple field goals go a different way, and all of a sudden it's the 2-0 and Bengals, you know, restarting the Super Bowl. Against running. the 0-2 Jets. Yeah, against the 0-2 Jets. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah. that's why this whole NFL thing, I think, Alex, when we did a recap week one, you started asking me about a couple other teams, and I was like, I don't know. It's still early in the season. And you were like, yeah, just remember that for the Jets, too. Like, everyone out there freaking out about the Jets. When you look at other teams objectively, you realize that, one, everyone gets up for every game. It's not because they're 0-2 that they're getting up to play the Jets because they're playing the Jets and they're getting paid millions of dollars to play football. Two, all these teams are very competitive. Like, they, they could easily be 2-0. We could easily be 0-2. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not too worried about the Bengals. I think that we have a shot at winning this game, but it's just because I've, we said going into the season, our defense needs to be the unit that leads us. And if that's true, they have to do it against the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. It's that simple. Joe Burrow is 13 sacks in two weeks. Like he is getting destroyed in the pocket. Some of it's on him for not getting rid of the ball. Some of it's on the offense for not designing the offense for him to get rid of it. Some of it's on the offensive line for being injured or just not playing well. They're a new unit. They're trying to come together. We talked about this defensive line all offseason being elite. It needs to be elite, and they need to do it on Sunday if we have a yeah, shot at winning this game. For sure. And I'm I, sorry, I was referencing the Vikings-Eagles game. That's the game where I was referencing. But even when I look yeah. back at this game, right, you see the Bengals came back to tie it with three minutes and 45 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and they still gave the ball back to the Cowboys. Like, Yes, like I get that the Bengals are going to be in this. I think we're going to win by a field goal. I think the Jets will win this game by a field goal. I don't think it will be a touchdown. I think it's going to be. Look at this optimism right now. Do we all think we're going to win this game, Greg? Did you have uh, the Jets beating Cleveland? I can't remember. I had the. I don't think so because I didn't do the preview episode with you guys. You guys did the preview episode, but no, on the gambling, I had the Bengals because I was like, I need to see, or I had the uh, Browns. Because I need to see the Jets turn around. The Jets look so bad week one. It's like they forgot everything that they were planning. It's crazy how bad they looked, especially in that first half. And I'm buying into the Jets have figured it out. They're professionals too. Joe Flacco's a professional. Michael Ford's a professional. They figured out this offense come week two. They got Brees Hall going. They definitely got Garrett Wilson going. You know, I, I, I'm, I have confidence in this offense. I've always had confidence in the defense and the special teams turn around. Zerline remember how to kick a field goal? Dude, the 57 yarder was insane. Yeah, man, I, man knows how to punt all of a sudden. Like we're like, we and throw the football. He can throw 17 yarders. Yeah. So, you know, I, my thing with the Bengals is I didn't see that big improvement week two where the and that's Jets what had I'm, a big and improvement that's what I'm trying week to say. And that's what I'm trying to say, Greg, is that you see how they came. It, it's this coming back late stuff that's like they're trying to figure it out, right? They they didn't really figure it out for two and a half quarters. Yeah, and I still there. I still think they're trying to figure it out. And with the and with the issues at the offensive line, Joe Burrow getting sacked, our defense, if our defense wakes up and plays like they did week one. And this is why I'm confident in the, confident in the team. We kept up with the Baltimore Ravens week one. Defense held us in. If the defense shows up and our offense could play how they did last week, this team is fine to go in there and upset the Bengals and put them 0 3. 
I don't think it's a touchdown. I think it's a field goal because I think that the Bengals will do what they just did to the Cowboys. Considering we got Joe Flacco in there, you know, they yeah. look at the Cowboys. They didn't have their, they didn't have Dak Prescott. I think it will be that close because I think the Bengals are close to figuring it out without being a healthy team. But I like the Jets' chances in this. This is going to be an uphill climb. I think we're going to see a lot of, I think we're going to see a good amount of lead changes in this game. But I think it's going to be Michael Carter that gets the touchdown this game. I think Michael That's Carter cool. is, I think it's Michael Carter that's going to be the first Jets running. Well, Brees Hall, not the first Jets running back because Brees Hall got the touchdown last week. But I think it's Michael Carter's turn to, to get involved and get going. He's, he's leading the team in rushing right now. And if you look at between him and, uh, Joe, and Joe Mixican, Joe Mixon, uh, oh, watch out. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm losing my, my time. Getting a little spicy over here. Uh, if you look at the rushing attempts, 17 attempts for 83 yards for Michael Carter. That's freaking efficient, man. He's been doing great. He, he, he's, he can catch out of the backfield too, but if I have to be honest about it, he's getting killed in the pass protection. Yeah. So he's not yeah. really, he's not going to be the third down back. So, uh, as if Brees Hall, it, it's interesting how they're going to do it. You know what I mean? It make, it makes sense that, you know, kind of Michael Carter is in there on first down for sure. You know, especially if they're going to run it. He can't be in there on third. I, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting how the Jets are playing it. To be honest with you, dude, Brees Hall could have a huge impact on this game. He had a huge impact on last game. Oh, for sure. For and, sure. And, and game one, he Dude, the George Fanhold is, is is killing me inside. So yeah. I literally still remember it. That, that, that Reese Hall would have changed those numbers on you. He would have been the leading rusher. He would have been killing. I'm glad he got on the board last week. I'm glad Wilson got on the board last week. I'm glad Mitchell is recovering punts. Willie Parks, special teams matter. Practice squad players matter. Uh, Braden Mann, he's the guy that did it. He came back. Jeff Smith with the fourth down. I mean, all the players that we've been talking about all year, they're coming through in the clutch for us. LaMarcus Joyner, unfortunately, still not looking too great. That's pretty much the only guy I'm really worried about. C.J. Uzama with his injuries, kind of interesting. This is what everybody warned us about uh, when, we, when we signed him. He's which always hurt. Sense, which makes sense why we got a bunch of tight ends. I'm pissed that uh, Rucker dropped that pass last week. He should have caught that. Uh, you know, I, I really look forward to the Jets putting it together at home. I think I think MetLife is going to be absolutely rocking. I, I think for the first time in a long time, there's going to be a like a real, and I mean real, advantage at home. Not only are we reeling off this Browns win and we're going to like let it all out, I, th- I feel like we finally believe in ourselves and we know we can beat Cincinnati. And it's Nick Mangold Day. We're literally about to put Nick Mangold in the ring of honor. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild day at my life. For sure. I got to ask you these, you guys this question, though. Garrett Wilson from week one was in 49% of the snaps, snap count. He had a 49% snap count. He had him this past week against the Browns, 61%. Massive jump. What do you guys predict for Wilson's Garrett Wilson's snap count this week? He, he owns burials, bro. I want burials. Speaking of, by the way, you know, we're trying to get more snap count. Uh, reports from practice this week, he was talking to Boyer about uh, kicking and punting returns. Who? Gary Wilson. Mm. 
This guy wants to be all over the place. Love it. Yeah, he's really taking over Braxton Berrios' job. Poor guy, bro. So, but <laughs> you, you answer my question, guys. What do you expect the percentage for, for Garrett Wilson this week? Same, I think 60, 60 something percent. I mean, he's okay. the best receiver on the team. I don't okay. see why you wouldn't. I mean, Elijah Moore and him, I think, are one and one A. I think Elijah Moore is drawing the better coverage. So Garrett Wilson's open more. Facts. But I, I, you know, I think Elijah Moore, people are talking about Elijah Moore here and there. I think he's been doing fine. I think when he gets the ball, he's dynamic. He's just getting people talking negative? the best coverage. He just not, just not, ex, just, he had he an explosive he, second half has, of the last season yeah. and it just started slow. Not really negative, but just started slow. Expected to see more, expected to see at least one big player flash play. Again, Listen, watch all those throws to him that were supposed to be were bad throws by Flacco. I, I, I can remember a couple of sideline ones that were over. I can remember a couple of ones that were too short, all for Elijah Moore. You're just not, it's not, they're just not communicating well. Let's just put it there. We won't put it on either one. And also, too, there's the, the plays that he is making, though, are clutch plays. They're Hell third yeah. down when we need him, toe tapping on the sideline. Like the, the, he's, he's quality over quantity right now. And I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Cause Garrett Wilson's getting the quantity. Uh, Conklin's getting the quantity. Davis is getting the quality quantity, and that's fine. Um, fumbles. Yeah, they have they have to catch the ball and they have to stop fumbling. That's my notes for so, those three. So Elijah Moore, uh, week one had eighty nine percent of the offensive snap count. This past week, eighty seven. Yeah, and you're right, Greg. Like you, everyone's watching out for Elijah Moore because he can go off. He has that yeah. footwork. You have to you have to watch out. He's got the speed, the footwork, everything. He's the whole package when it comes to being a wide receiver. I legitimately think that man can be like another Antonio Brown. Um, what's the what's the, what's the but, percentage on Corey Davis? Because if he's Corey injured, Davis, Corey Davis two weeks ago was sixty eight, and this past week he was seventy nine percent. So if, if that all goes away, I mean Barrios has to get on the field at some point. But uh, listen, the Jets have been way better with one tight end sets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you guys talked about that in your recap. I thought that was a great point too. I think that's just the maturity of Michael Floor and this offense is like, dude, we got Ferraris all over the place. Like, let's let's let them loose. Like, let's go. That's and, why Garrett Wilson got more snaps. That's why he yeah. was out there because it's like, why leave a weapon on the bench for most of the game? Look, look at the damage that he made. So yeah. I expect. I think he's actually. I think we're going to see him get up to close to what Corey Davis is. Honestly. Yeah, I think we're going to both be 80, especially if Corey Davis is out. Well, yeah, yeah if Corey Davis is hurt, even if Corey if Davis is out, hurt. he's going to be up there. Yeah. If, he, if he's out, if Corey Davis is uh, out, he gets probably even 90, in my opinion. Like yeah, I, I would more. like to see Denzel Mims, though. If Corey Davis is out, I would like to see Denzel Mims play the outside. That would be fantastic at home. Oh, it could be an unbelievable day. Yeah, Matt Life on Sunday. There, I mean, if if we get out of there two and one, uh, just beating the Cincinnati Bengals, all this with Joe Flacco, two and one, going into the Steelers game. Matt Life is going to be going insane because listen, man, be- this would be this would be the first quality win. We don't even have a quality win yet. If we're talking, if this was the you know the mm. oh my god, what's the name of it? Last like, week wasn't a quality FBS? win. No, of course not. What's it called, Greg? The FBS when they when they, the college the BCS. This is like the BCS where 
if, if the Jets are being, you know, talked about for a bowl game right now, we have no quality wins. Yep. We need a quality win. And I would like it versus the Bengals, even though at some point it might not be, right? If they start being bad, right? It might, it might turn into not. Yeah, it's right like now, Ohio State beating Notre Dame week one. It's like, oh, that's a great win. Now, not so much. <laughs> exactly. So let's see. I, 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 I love the Jets in this game. I'm going to, te- I'm going to reverse tease it down to minus six and a half. I'm taking the over. Let's go. John, one last thing too, while you're talking a little gambling real quick. Week one against the Steelers, halftime score was Pittsburgh 17, Cincinnati six with a last second field goal to end the half. Last week against the Dallas Cowboys at halftime, the score was 17, Dallas three, Cincinnati. I am Please hammering. Don't say that number. That, that's the scariest number for me. Seventeen. The first half for the Jets this week. Cincinnati just has been starting out slow. They we need to come out strong. We need to establish and we need to score in the first half too. We can't match them. Last week I think we did a great job keeping up with Cleveland. I think this week we have to set the tone against Cincinnati if we're going to win this game because in both games so far they've been able to stop the scoring in the second half and make adjustments uh, for their opponents, and they've been able to score in the second half. So I think we have to be wary of that, and we have to capitalize on this first half if we got a shot this one. What are we I, th- do I do think Chase? we do. What are we going to do with Chase? We're going to move Reed on him, or we're going to have AG because yeah. he's going to run past Joyner. So what are we going to do here, guys? Reed. Reed's been amazing. Reed's been just as good as anybody in the league right yeah. now. Also, too, what, what I uh, meant to clip it, his celebration – I don't know if you guys caught it. He did like a somersault and then he was doing, yep. I, I forget it now, but I remember watching the game being like, that was insane. Like that was awesome. Um, that celebration was something. So that, and of course, Garrett Wilson with the Ohio celebration, that was awesome to see in real time. So, right. yeah, I, I would put DJ Reed since he's the more, he, since he's the veteran corner, I wouldn't want it. Like That's I love sauce. I think sauce is amazing. I think he's done a great job so far. Um, I, Jamar Chase is good, man. Like we're talking about, he was just in the Super Bowl. Like he, he's, he's lethal. Dude, this whole, it's just different. Like, like, it's just different. So I'd put a veteran corner on Jamar Chase. Yeah. uh, I think the only thing you have to be worried about is height difference. You know, with, uh, Jamar Chase, I think it's six, two, six, three. DJ Reed's a little bit smaller, but that's okay. Cause I think DJ Reed's got that dog in him. And also, too, I mean, just so we could just finish wrapping up this preview, the Bengals have weapons all over the place. Just with Jamar Chase, he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. T. Higgins is a, is a real deal receiver in this league. Tyler Boyd's a speedster we have to be worried about. And Joe Mixon's Joe Mixon. I mean, he can catch, he can run, he can do it all. Their problem is they haven't been really able to find a groove because Joe Burrow hasn't been able to find a groove. So we have to keep that going with this defense. And another thing to point out, one last thing, as I'm still recapping last game because it was so awesome. I don't know if you guys saw the play with Quan Alexander where he pushed was a DJ Reed over to the right side to the guy running out. It was Chubb running to the outside. Dude, Quan Alexander has been such a great impact on this team. It's amazing what a team looks like when you have linebackers. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. crazy. So, you know, the Bengals have options uh, at wide receiver, but if DJ Reed can do something with Jamar Chase, that takes one away. That gives us opportunities against Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. We got sauce, man. That's the beautiful thing about where we're at right now. I think we've got two real good DBs to lock these guys down. I just hope we can do it on Sunday. I'm excited. 
So before we get out of here, what do we got as uh, the final score prediction? Uh, Jets 23, Bengals 20. Ooh. Okay. What do you got, John? Yeah. Uh, let's do 23-16. Ooh. Wow. Covering that reverse teaser number. I like that. Do a little <laughs> math real quick. Well, Chris Berman trick. Yeah. I'm going, going 24-21. Jets. Okay. I like that. All right. I want to I wanna just end this pod by if you're watching us on the YouTube and you saw me make weird reactions there <laughs> while Greg was talking earlier, that was because Aaron Judge hit a 407-foot fly ball to dead center where it's 408 feet. That was literally on the wall to tie Roger Maris. Uh, and then they just walked off right now. So all is well in the world. We live another day lives on in the Aaron judge saga. Let's go. Let's Beautiful games, baby. Bronx bombers, baby. Let's go. And on that note, thank you everyone for tuning Josh in. Donaldson, shout out to you. <laughs> On that note, everyone, thank you everyone for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Nick Shets, etc. podcast. You all know what to do. If you listen to this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, all Stitch, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fansite, so you can find this podcast on the Jet Press and the Daily Knicks. Now, you can also help us out by making sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel. Nick's coming, Jet's coming, ETC, period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When we watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. What do you guys think this score will be between the New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals this week? What do you think adjustments they need to make from last week? Let us know. Leave us, leave, leave a comment, all right? But while you're also over at that YouTube channel, make sure to check out the other podcast that's partnered with Minute Media, and that's Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. If you need to put money down on the line because you like sports betting, these guys got you covered. They've been doing a great job with college football and the NFL. I know I got to listen to, uh, got to go back and listen to Greg's takes on my guy Russell Wilson. So. Got to do that. Got to do that research. So, we all know how we all know how that happens and how Greg Ooh, feels. I love Denver this week. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, you guys saw the clip of him trying to get everyone to call out Rotor Pass? Yeah, I saw that. Broncos country. That's right. That's right. Broncos country. <laughs> That's right. But you know what? Tough. Jets Nation. Let's fly. Jets Nation. Let's fly. I like that. All right. <laughs> and last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. We'll catch you later next week for the Jets recap, rapid reaction, when the Jets defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. We out. Coming to you on Monday.